Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors with an office in Overland Park. We are online all the time at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, what's up? How are you this week? Well, I'm doing pretty well, Walter. I guess we should tell people we are recording this the Monday afternoon, right before the Final Four match-off between people from your neck of the woods and people from my neck of the woods, the Tar Heels against yeah. the Jayhawks. I, I am a Carolina grad, so unfortunately, uh, tonight's rivalry, um, if you you know want to want to put it in that, there's a little Kansas, it may be a little bit more of like a Kansas versus Roy Williams rivalry involved more than a Kansas UNC rivalry, but nonetheless, two of the you know most winningest programs of all time going off yeah. for the championship. So yeah, it's so going to be a be... fun win tonight, but I definitely I'm at odds with the listenership probably today. <laughs> So however you know it turned what, Walter, out, I, I hope, I hope like somebody's anyway. happy. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the positive out of this, right? Like, <laughs> however we look at it, either I'm going to be happy or a bunch of our listeners are going to be happy. So, you know, at least someone wins in this exactly. equation. Yeah. Heads or tails, somebody's right. going to be happy. That's right. Should be a good game. It sounds like you said you're going to uh, watch the game with some friends. Um, yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. So I'll chill out and kind of hopefully the game's not over too late because I'm kind of an early to bed guy. But... You know, I'm sure I'll stay to the final horn sounds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely a late start, but um, I'll, I'll keep the I'll put some tape on the eyeballs to keep them open. As much as <laughs> good I can. for you. <laughs> well, we'll see what the uh, result ends up being when we record again in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll either let the fans do a little bragging, or, or maybe I can puff my chest out a little bit. Um, but before then, let's get to some good financial conversation today, and I, it's a great episode actually because. Really, no matter how old you are, there's going to be a nugget in here for you because we're going to give you some ages, some birthdays, if you will, that you can celebrate, sure, but also some good reminders for what you should be doing in retirement planning when you reach these certain milestones or certain ages in your life. And we may have done something similar to this in a previous episode years ago, but actually some of these important birthdays have changed because laws and rules and things like that have changed. So this will also be an update, even if you did happen to hear this topic, oh, I don't know, David, maybe three years ago or something like that. Always good to circle back around to these kinds of things. So the premise is pretty simple, David. I'll kind of throw out an age and you let me know uh, and the audience know, hey, if we're around that age, what do we need to start doing or what should we have done? by the time we get to that point. So it should be a pretty simple formula here. All right, let's give it a try. All right, so uh, you always want to make sure that we include our younger listeners here on the podcast. So we kick it off with age 30. What should we be aware of when we get to that milestone? Yeah, so age 30 is a little bit arbitrary, just kind of chose that, but I think it's super important. And like you said, we have a lot of listeners in their late 20s, 30s, and 40s. So at 30, let's just say, I think it's super important that you have some long-term financial goals, not only laid out in your mind, but actually written down. So number one. Number two is that you've started automatic contributions to your 401k at work. If you don't have one, then your IRA at home. But the Getting the automatic contributions going is super important. Third, in your in your early thirties, is to make sure that you have eliminated credit card debt from your vocabulary and certainly from your life. Because uh, as we talked about over the months and years, that's like rust on a car. It does nothing but eat away at your finances. 
And then the fourth would be make sure you've done an annual net worth statement. You've started that process and every January you kick off the new year by figuring out exactly where you are versus prior years. You get to see that progress from year to year. Fantastic. All right, so that's age 30. Now we're going to zoom ahead a little bit to age 50. But between those ages, David, I mean, we're just we're saving, 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 living life, probably building a family maybe for many of us, and just save as much as you possibly can kind of during that time frame. And the, the science really starts coming into it when we hit age 50 or so. Yeah, working on your career, the more you make, the more you're going to save. So my my favorite idea for people is don't get too worried about how your investments are doing or how you are invested. Be fully invested and work really hard on your career and double or triple or quadruple your take-home pay, and that's going to dramatically impact how much you're saving for retirement. Okay, fantastic. And then when we hit age 50, what happens there? Yeah, so age 50 is when you when the government starts allowing you to put more into your 401k or your IRA. So specifically, pre-50, right now, the, the number goes up a little bit each year, most years, but right now you could put six grand in your IRA or Roth, and you can put 20,500 each year into your 401k, your 403b if you're a teacher, or your 457 plan. But if you're over 50, you get to do a catch-up contribution right now Instead of six grand into your IRA or Roth, you can put seven grand. So it's an extra thousand bucks. Your 401k, instead of being able to put 20,500, this year you can put $27,000. So an extra 6,500 bucks a year once you turn 50. And then Walter, as Congress is, is wont to do, the House has just passed by a margin of 414 to five. So in other words, they really like this idea. One of the changes they're going to do is to say, you know, those catch-up contributions should be bigger. So this isn't law yet, and, and the Senate has a competing bill, but it's going to be popular too because it's, you know, giving away, giving away candy at a parade. Uh, congresspersons love to give stuff away. So if this passes, when this passes, instead of putting an extra $6,500 a year into your 401k or 403b, you'd be able to put an extra 10000 so instead of $20,500 this year, it would be $30,500. And then they proposed to make a change to IRAs, not quite as lucrative, but remember the catch-up contribution, there was the thousand bucks, so you could put $7,000 in. And what they're proposing is that now you'd be able to put 10,000 a year into your IRA or Roth once you turn 50. So a couple of nice changes. Congress is gonna give us a little, little candy at the parade. And there's no reason to think, although it's not law yet, there's no reason to think that that won't happen this year. Always nice to see uh, some of those tweaks and adjustments giving us more opportunities. So that's age 50. But, you know, again, still no major things uh, kind of ticking through and happening. But things start to get really important when we get to age 55. That's, that's when retirement planning, at least in the context of our conversation today, we really start every couple of years having some milestones to be on the lookout for. Yeah, so this is this is a little wonky, and most people would never know about it or never need to use it. But between 55 and 59 and a half, if you were to, for instance, lose your job or retire early, and you wanted to take money out of a retirement plan, say your 401k, but you know there's this pesky 10% penalty you have to pay. Well, if you've rolled that 401k into an IRA rollover, then there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to pay the tax and you're going to pay a 10% penalty. 
But if you left that 401k at your prior company and you haven't gone to a new company, then you can take money out of that old 401k from your most recent employer without the 10% penalty. Now you still have to pay the tax, of course, but at least you avoid the 10% penalty. So that's kind of the first thing you you need to know if you're closing in on retirement. And either you retire early or something happens to your job. That's helpful as well, David. All right, so we've gone through age 30, up to 50, then 55. Next big one's one of those half birthdays, as if we were a kid again, 59 and a half. Yeah, it's, it's, but anyway, it's, a, it's a weird number. But anyway, all that is is the time when you don't pay that 10% penalty for taking money early out of your IRAs, your 401ks. It even affects annuity accounts that you might have for, for whatever reason. If you take money out of an annuity, those are tax deferred as well. And there's a 10% penalty on those. So after 59 and a half, the penalty goes away. In most cases, you still pay the tax, but you won't pay the penalty. Helpful to know that as well. All right, so that's 59 and a half. And luckily, that's the only half birthday on the list, I believe. So then we get to 62. And I bet that's the one where a lot of our listeners can guess kind of what becomes uh, the, the big storyline at 62. Yeah, so 62 is the first age that you can start claiming Social Security. And most articles that you read, if you, know, if you would Google that, Everybody would say, no, don't claim at 62. Wait till at least your full retirement age or later. And there, you know, there are a couple of good reasons why you might actually want to uh, start taking Social Security at 62. I, I can think of a couple. There, there are some others that we won't go into. But one is you actually need the income. So, for instance, you left your job. Maybe you retired because of a health concern or disability or you got downsized or you need to care for a spouse or a family member, whatever the reason, but your income stream has stopped. And so that's, that's a totally okay reason to start Social Security early. You know that you'll take less by starting early, but if it's a necessity, then there might be a, that might be a really good reason to start. The way you claim at 62 could have a big impact on how much you get. So I, I have a couple of clients who have claimed this way as well. They left the workforce early because of a disability. So if they were just to go in and claim Social Security at 62, they would take a lesser number. But since they qualified as disabled, they actually got their full retirement age benefit, even though they were only 62. So it's really important how you claim if you're going to claim early. And then the second reason I can think of to claim at 62 might be, for instance, you're single and you have health issues. So at that point, you're really just kind of calculating a simple break-even analysis to say, well, if I start at 62 versus maybe your full retirement age is age 67, that's five years of payments that I otherwise won't get. The break-even on that is about age 78. So if you're if you're looking and saying, there's a high probability I won't see age 78, then there's a really good reason to start taking your Social Security early. So if you're contemplating that, if you think you might be in that situation, I'd, I would recommend that you get some good advice from someone who can, who can walk you through the ins and outs of claiming early. But there are a couple of really good reasons why you might want to or need to start claiming at 62 instead of waiting to your full retirement age. Sounds to me, David, like the big thing is just to be aware that 62 doesn't equal take Social Security, 
just means you're eligible and you know to to start it to evaluate it to 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 make it happen but ideally you'd even have your plan in place for when to take social security before you hit that age you you should and would especially if you see some of those kind of factors coming down the road Okay, perfect. Then we get to 65, and I guess that one really, uh, kind of a whole lot of things really start needing to be aware of by 65, but in particular, there's kind of another thing that kicks off, right? Well, the main thing is that that you're now eligible for Medicare, and early retirees rejoice because you don't have to keep paying privately for your health care insurance. You get probably one of the best, maybe the best government program going because it is, it's really benefit rich and it loses the government a lot of money every year. And you've been paying for it out of your paycheck all these years. So at 65, unless you continue to work on and you have healthcare benefits provided by an employer, this is an awesome time to turn 65 and go into Medicare. Fantastic. And love hearing all these different little nuances. And then things really start happening at 66 and 67. Um, That's another target date for a lot of people interested in Social Security. Yeah. So back in 1983, the last time Congress actually made any real changes to Social Security, they increased the retirement age from 65 back then to 66 and on up to 67. It graduated by, you know, two months each year that you were born. So for instance, if you're born in 1954, then your full retirement age is age 66. If you were born in 1955, it's 66 and two months. 1956, it's 66 years and four months. So it goes up two months each year between being born in 1954 and being born in 1960. If you were born in 1960 or any time thereafter, your full retirement age when you get your full Social Security benefits, is age 67. Now, that's likely to change over the next decade, but it's very unlikely to change for people that are over 60 right now because Congress really doesn't like to mess around with people who are getting close to retirement age with these major uh, programs that are, are out there. So, yeah, 66, 67, or somewhere in between is when you reach full retirement age. Your full benefits from Social Security, start getting paid to you on a monthly basis. Very good. And then we have age 72. This is the one that's definitely different from maybe the last time we kind of explored these ages, David. I think it's getting ready to change again. But before I go to 72, let me just remind everybody that at age 70, so when you turn 66 or 67, that's your full retirement age. But you don't have to take your benefits then. You could wait until age 70. But after age 70, Social Security is as good as it's going to get for you. So you need to take it no later than your 70th birthday. So then age 72 is when required minimum distributions start. You've been saving in these IRAs and 401ks for years. And hopefully the amounts have gotten staggeringly large or at least pleasantly large. But at age 72, Congress has decided, wait a minute, we've been waiting long enough to tax these monies. And so there's a formula by which it determines how much you have to take out of your IRAs and 401ks each year. And that's called a required minimum distribution. Now, interestingly, Walter, when we kicked this thing off, I talked about the catch-up contributions in this, this bill that got passed in the House. Well, just to make things more complicated, because, you know, up until a couple of years ago, required distribution started at age 70 and a half. 
and now there's 72. But this bill that passed with a gargantuan margin also proposes to change the age at which required minimum distributions start. And I don't have any reason to think this bill is not going to pass. So if you turn 72 this year, well, <laughs> God bless you. You have to take your required distribution. But if you turn 72 next year, then the new law as proposed says, uh, you know what, you get to wait because we're gonna move the age up to 73. And in 2030, the proposal says, we're gonna move the age to 74. And in 2033, we're going to move the age to 75. Wow. So the real benefit there for people who retire and maybe all of their savings is in 401ks and IRAs. Well, then I have a lot of clients that take money out of their IRAs and 401ks just because they need the money to patch together their retirement income. But I have a bunch of other clients who between their Social Security, their spousal Social Security, and maybe a pension or two, they don't even need that money coming out of their 401ks and their IRAs. So for them, it's just an extra couple of years before they have to start drawing money out of these accounts. And that can make a big difference, especially if you've been a really good saver, that can make a big difference on your tax bill. Because as we've said numerous times in these podcasts, every penny that comes out of your IRA or your 401k is taxed as ordinary income. There's no preference, no benefit. It's just at your highest marginal tax bracket. So this change, if and when it goes through, would be a nice benefit for people who aren't 72 yet. Very helpful, David. And wow, I can't believe that they're already now, after all that big deal of getting it to 72, <laughs> boom, we're kicking it up to 73, 74, and then potentially 75. So You know, the desire to keep making this stuff more complicated is insatiable in DC. Yes. yes and is. they could wave a wand pretty easily and say, we're going to make this a lot simpler. But that hadn't happened yet. Not how the way the world works as of now. So uh, we will deal with it and move forward. Uh, last but not least, one more age to give you, and it's a bit of a trick question, so to speak. Uh, the most important age of all, David, is your next one. And why is that the case? Well, I guess it would be because I've said numerous times on, the, on these podcasts, I think having a plan, having a real plan, a written plan for your retirement, especially if you're over 50, gives you a whole lot of confidence as you're getting toward that day. And you know whether you're going to retire at early, late 50s, early to mid 60s, or whether you want to or need to work till age 70. All of that is determined by the plan you've put in place that you've agreed upon, hopefully with your spouse, uh, so that you know well, here's, how my, here's where I'm going to get my retirement income, and here's how confident I can be that I can get to 100, maybe spilling a little bit into long-term care uh, facilities along the way, but you have the confidence that you're not going to run out of money. That's where a really good plan comes in, and that's where, the, that's where a confident retirement comes in. So if you find yourself you know, getting into that area where you think retirement's creeping up on you and you don't have a really good confidence level, probably because you don't have a really good plan. So I'd encourage you to get that just as soon as you can. All you have to do if you want to get a plan in place and talk to David Dickens about that is give him a call at 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or go to coveryourassetskc.com, set up that time to visit 
contact information, all sorts of other great resources available for you at CoverYourAssetsKC.com, and we'll link to that and more information in the description of today's show. So there you have it, some uh, reasons to celebrate your birthday, perhaps, some financial reasons and uh, planning reasons to celebrate your birthday, along with the uh, traditional reasons for why we celebrate. But uh, there's some good retirement planning suggestions for you, no matter where you are on the age spectrum. Uh, David, thank you for your help. I know by the time people are listening to the show, we will know the winner of the game. But, uh, you know, good luck to all of the uh, Kansas fans out there. Hope it's a good game for all of us to watch. So should be an awesome game. So that's right. we'll leave it right there and see how it works out. You got it. Uh, that's David Dickens. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.